Hi, everybody. Welcome to a mini-sode of No Story Sacred. If you've never listened before, we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it and inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Alex. I'm Kat. I'm Brendan. And I'm Pippin. Today, we're going to talk about the Apple TV show Mythic Quest, which I personally haven't seen. Wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Additionally, wait, you- it's that's not the full title, guys. Oh, you're right. I, here, That's my mistake. I'm the one who wrote the yeah. uh, uh, thing. You're right. Uh, you're right. The Apple TV show Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. You gotta you're have right. the whole title, guys. We're yeah. professionals. Though I, I, they might have dropped the Raven's Banquet for the second season. Entirely possible. Who knows? Also, uh, Al, I appreciate that you knew we were going to talk about this. <sighs> yeah. You guys knew that I, I had to quit out of it. Oh, that's right! Yeah, no, I remembered. I didn't, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, for those of, you, those of you unaware, I'm not the best at embarrassment humor, or though this, I, I wouldn't call this embarrassment humor as social situations that, that will, will make me feel secondhand embarrassment. Mm. And you, as I recall, you noped out of the first scene? Because of the main character, Ian Grimm, played by Rob McElhaney. Uh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you noped out the first scene because uh, Ian Grimm, uh, the creative director of um, the MMORG. Oh, cat. Wow. <laughs> M-M-O-R-P-G. The world of Warcraft, not... Um, a uh, 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 v- game. <laughs> I almost called it a video game, guys. I'm really bad. <laughs> um, it is a video uh, it game. It is a video game. Really? Jesus. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah. you guys, I didn't know you called it that. I thought that there was like a more complicated term. I thought you, you had to have- You it that. Shut up. Anyway, uh, the point is, the very first scene is a uh, an advertisement, um, like a trailer for the new expansion of uh, of this game. Uh, otherwise known as Raven's Banquet, is, is the new expansion. Um, and Ian is very, very creative, clearly has a lot of talent, and is also intensely self-centered. Mm. Uh, mm. And that comes through. And I, I believe the fact that he was, you know, standing there shirtless or something was about where you noped out, Alex? Uh, no, no, it was F, like, just after the meeting ended, when David came in, like, you guys ha- had the meeting without me. Oh. It's David's character. It's David. David is the executive producer. Technically, Ian's boss. Yeah. So basically, in that little interaction, I was like, oh, there's a person who's completely ignoring the social norms and cues. Here's a person desperately trying to hang on to them. They're not meeting in, in the middle, but I am feeling... Feeling every moment of it, I cannot. That's fair. Yeah. Though, you should still watch the episode Dark Quiet Death. I would say the episodes that don't actually involve David are pretty good, To uh, <laughs> that I think you might be able to survive those. Although, would he be able to deal with CW's backstory? Mm. See? Mm-mm-mm. I mean, I find CW's backstory to be a little awkward. It's like, Backst- oh. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, okay, so. Anyway. This is a mini-set. We're, we're basically just going to. Talk about how great the show is. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, one of the great things about this, is this is the, uh, behind the scenes of, you know, this development team for this game. And you have the creative director, you have the, 
uh, head of monetization, you have the executive producer, you have a random intern who's just wandering around being people. <laughs> so great. You have the testers, uh, and then you have the, what is it, the head of programming? Like, what is Poppy's deal? Lead programmer. She's lead programmer. Is she, is yeah. she lead programmer? Okay. Um, and, and essentially she and, um, Ian picked her up, like, out of MIT, like, the second to, she graduated. To code this game. There's like a 20 year difference between them or something, but they are equals. Um, and she is spending a lot of time both realizing that and then also, um, overdoing it and so on. Uh, uh, she is a girl boss with all the negative connotations therein. And the positive ones, but she's also going through a lot of the negative ones right now. Uh, she's a glorious character. She's amazing. I would, uh, I wouldn't die on a field for Poppy Lee, but I would definitely send her my resume. Um, <laughs> the other thing is that there is a science fiction author who is writing the story of the, of the world, who is, um, an old washed up, uh, SF author of the old guard and he has a nebula award. Yeah. And that's it. And it, it, it uh, it's just really pleasant to see a, uh, science fiction writers of America. I'm sorry, science fiction and fantasy writers of America, uh, nebula award being thrown around as much like, like it's a Hugo. <laughs> it was the opening, uh, montage of the whole series. They were doing everything. Uh, and they mentioned the nebula award winning writer. And I was like, Oh shit, that's an actual nebula. And apparently it is an actual actual nebula. It's on loan. Yeah. It's the one that gets loaned out to shows. <laughs> and in their defense, it's a very pretty award. So one of the things I, I liked about the show, leaving aside that I just like workplace comedies in general, and I refuse to apologize for it, uh, is I am weak to art about art uh, and art about the combination of art and commerce. Because uh, that's a, a through line through this whole thing uh of the 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 actual price of art uh and what mm. do you do because it's all very well and good to be a starving artist but <laughs> you need money to make more art but in order to make money sometimes you have to compromise your art uh and where is the line how many zeros i mean it won't take a lot of zeros this way me i'm gonna be honest oh yeah hugely oh yeah uh but like very early on in the series uh there's uh, a question of oh are we going to add a casino to the game that's blatant consumerism and and the head of monetization is like obviously we are well that's an actual like issue that that's, that's come up with, uh, with gaming lately mm-hmm. as a like when you add gambling to video games you make gamers into gamblers Mm -hmm. And specifically, you're making children into gamblers, which is yeah. not good. That comes up in the second season when they add the Battle Royale feature. Uh, that brings a bunch of younger players to the game. Yeah, it's a, it's a constantly discussed about, uh, kind of moral issue in gaming right now is just what does it mean to have these like loot boxes and stuff like that in your game. What exactly are we encouraging? Cause from a monetization standpoint, hooray, you're making lots of money, but on the negative side, yeah, it's a kid's first gambling experience. And it feels I, so good. You guys, I was listening to a podcast uh, about mythic quest from <laughs> uh, some of the actors uh, and a couple of the writers, actually. Plug it now. Um, uh, it's called Questy Besties. 
um, uh, featuring four actors and David, uh, four actresses and David, um, <laughs> four best friends and David. <laughs> David, who deliberately calls out the very weird power dynamic in the room because he's also all of their bosses. Uh, but, I mean, um, that's just really life, co- like life art. It's it's all blending at this point. The podcast was his idea, but when he pitched it, he was not on it. But then Rob <laughs> and Megan went, you should be on it. But no, they actually- the other bosses. Yeah. Uh, but they actually mentioned how they talked to uh, a monetization expert when they were writing the thing. And yet they couldn't talk to a real publishing company. I'm sorry, what? Listen, mm. listen there's only so much. Mm. Um, and they mentioned how... Uh, the monetization people will say, hey, we should add this to the game to make more money. Uh, and creative will go, no, no, we couldn't possibly. And the monetization people will, they'll back off and not bring it up again because they know they don't need to say anything else. Oh, they'll shit. come back to them because the money's going to run out. <laughs> yeah. And they'll need them. Mm. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, no. Art and commerce might. Yeah, y'all, it, it gets me. Uh, art and commerce is a persistent theme, and it, it also goes into uh, the first of the, uh, not standalone episodes, but sort of uh, experimental episodes where none of the characters that we know are actually in the whole thing. Um, and that's uh, Dark Quiet Death uh, from the first season. If y'all watch no other episode, watch Dark Quiet Death. Yeah. Um, it's got, uh, who's in that? Uh, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. And uh, what's her head? The, the mom from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, the, she was also in Black Mirror. She was also she's fantastic. In Palm Springs. Yeah, I mean she's amazing, and she looks like she glows all the time. I don't know how she does it. I think her eyes are just enormous. But yeah, it's that's entirely uh, what's going on in that one, and it's Kristen heartbreaking. Emilia Tolle. There you go. And it's heartbreaking. Um, and and Mythic Quest so far in the two seasons they've done have done these sort of. Um, flashbacks? Can you even call it that? Um, stories in the past that are very, um, indicative of the overall theme. Yeah. In the second season, we do, uh, uh, CW, the science fiction writers, a backstory. Backstory! How he got into science fiction writing, uh, and how he got where he is, and how Isaac Asimov, was it Asimov? It was Asimov. Uh, pretty much wrote his first Wait, story. Such a spoiler. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. Oh, you're right. Listen. Whatever. Um, it, it, uh, he makes some compromises uh, that maybe shouldn't have been made to get where he is. Uh, yeah, one thing I'll say about this show is that with how I had grad school uh, done, like I went to uh, CMU's Entertainment Technology Center, which was a lot of studying up on how like game production and entertainment technology stuff happens and man watching the show here i get flashbacks sometimes of just <laughs> those uh those long days and even longer nights of just making games and stuff like that happen yeah and how yeah you run into people who are exactly like i in there it's like very talented but my goodness, pretty insufferable in short doses. Uh, in short doses. Hey, Pip, can you tell the story that Rob tells about it? So, uh, <laughs> the way Rob McElhenney, the creator of Myth- Mythic Quest, tells it, 
he was, I think it was uh, on Seth Meyers, he was doing an interview. The way he came up with Mythic Quest is actually um, Ubisoft, uh, like, approached him or something uh, and went, hey, do you want to, you know, do a TV show based on this thing? And he went, mm, I don't know. Uh, and they were like, we can bring you to Montreal to take a look at the uh, studios, see how you feel about it. And he was all like, I mean, I've never been to Montreal. <laughs> Uh, and like any artist, uh, or anyone who grew up poor like he did, uh, you, you don't look a free trip to Montreal in the mouth. Uh, so he went to Montreal, he was in the studio. Uh, and he, and he goes in and, and he sees, uh, this dude dressed all in black and wearing rings, uh, and, and he's got a cane that he clearly doesn't need. It, it's, yeah. it's an accoutrement. It's, it's decoration. Uh, and he's all like, well, I gotta talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and goes up to him and and introduces himself and uh and he's like so so what do you do and the guy's all like I'm, I'm the creative director and rob's like oh that's interesting i don't know why that is what what do you do and the guy sits back and takes too long of a pause looking off goes, in the distance looks off towards the fluorescent lights <laughs> goes brother i create worlds and rob's all like awesome Great. Thank you for your time. One moment. Goes I, off. I have to I have to go over here for just a minute. Goes off, calls uh Charlie Day, uh his uh writing partner, co-executive producer, uh and goes like Charlie, <laughs> we have to make a show about this person. So pop quiz, hotshot. Yeah. What is the name of my first semester class at the ETC? At the etc. Uh, entertainment, the Entertainment Technology Center that I established earlier. Okay. Uh, creating worlds? Building no. virtual worlds. Oh, God. They made you. <laughs> and here's the thing. That was a gauntlet of a class, I can tell you. Like, we had to create five different, essentially, video games using a very old game engine, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um but we only had two weeks each time to do it, and you had a different team each time. Ah, teams. And so you had to adjust <laughs> very quickly or perish. I mean, perish. useful skills, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, uh, there, there's a reason why we are talented at what we do, is that you either adapt or... Die. Burn out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of... Uh, Speaking of burnout, does the uh, show address uh, crunch? I'm sure they're going um, to address it eventually. What do you mean by crunch? Uh, working like 80, 100 hour work weeks, weeks on end, months on end. Sort of. It's sort of implied. And then, but, you know, and then I mean, at the end of that development cycle, dumping the entire staff. Ooh, they did not the staff, mention yeah. that. No, they have not done that. That is a growing concern within the industry. That's uh, another hot topic. I wouldn't be surprised if they tackle that eventually. In my head, because it's an MMO and therefore has a constant thing and not like a complete narrative in and of itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it's World of Warcraft, not uh, Uncharted. Uh, they have to keep the team, whole team going for all well, of that. Um, well, once they build they the assets. replace well, everybody. Well, once they, build, once they build the assets, what use are they? Then. Exactly, yeah. Oh, that makes me feel bad. Listen, maybe they won't do it because, you know, they don't know because, like, they also didn't look up publishing. So, <laughs> well, you know. Uh, it, 
I think they are doing a lot more video game centric research, and I yeah. have a feeling that their writing research is more based in how Hollywood it handles writing. Yeah. Is. yeah. Even in the in in the uh, what's it called in in the backstory episode for CW, they kept talking about page length of stories. No, nope. I'm like, no, no, no. Wrong answer, fuckos. It's words. <laughs> Although it, there could be like some misconceptions about like how maybe uh, magazines themselves are laid out as opposed to how literary journals are uh, done. <laughs> well, Pippin also has a feel about this. Hey, Pippin, how did they? Uh, <sighs> How do they so, treat? Okay. <laughs> so, yes, in one of the episodes, CW gets a uh, scary legal letter from his publishers, uh, claiming that he's in breach of contract uh, because Entirely he hasn't. Possible. Uh, yeah, I mean he is uh, because he hasn't handed in his uh, last novel in his trilogy, which was due back in like the eighties, <laughs> uh, and because of this, they are going to take the copyright of the characters of, of the whole work. Uh, and I'm like, no, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. In traditional publishing, you keep your copyright. The publisher just bought the right to publish it. Essentially, they're they're license. Uh, was it licensing it? Licensing. Licensing. It? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, now if he was working for a shitty publisher, sometimes yeah. shitty, and if he signed a shitty contract, but in backstory, we established that he worked for apparently a very good magazine so theoretically he would have a clue about how contracts work yes. now to be fair if he didn't have a good agent at the time which oh, kids get yourself a good agent then the contract is more skewed in the publisher's favor oh yeah never oh, yeah. accept the first contract yeah it's boilerplate and written in their favor make sure you get first refusal rights First refusal, you keep the movie and television rights. Audio. 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 Digital, oh. both known and uh, currently and, unknown. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You all future-proof oh, your shit. Yeah. If the, if you see any in perpetuity in the uh, contract, you run. Yeah, fuck uh, that. Uh, reversion rights, keep those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, oh, so he-, he With de- yes. defined, don't forget to also get um, uh, uh, something about getting regular reporting of your royalties and sales, and define what regular is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, an agent out. will help you do this. Hashtag yep. Disney must pay. <clears throat> Hashtag Disney, Disney must, must pay. pay. But yeah, and so the entire episode, I'm like, where the fuck is your agent? Also, the worst the publisher can do to you at this point is make you return your advance- and at this point, they're not going to bother. And it's no. also 1980s money. Hey, that, yeah. Okay. yeah. Good back then. Shh, nothing now. Yeah. Which is uh, all, which is why uh, these contracts have, have to get renegotiated all all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that whole episode deeply upset me because it was so wrong. Uh, On the other hand... Again, with CW, uh, when we get the, the uh, uh, episode where we hear more about his publishing history or about his friend's publishing history, we discovered, I don't know if we told the boys this, but we discovered that one of our editing friends, uh, somebody we all know, by implication of the history that was told in Mythic Quest, was present and was probably the acquiring editor for XYZ character on this show. And subsequently then did not publish or decided not to publish another work. 
And it's like, so he is an implied character who has greatly affected uh, the narrative of the universe there. So anyway, yeah, the long and the short of it is that a friend of ours is, and I cannot wait to tell him. Yeah, we haven't told him yet. By implication. Um, It's the implication. The implications. (laughs) Oh my god. You know what's great about Mythic Quest? Uh, Is I can tell people I like it without having to explain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to have the, like, the It's Always Sunny and the Rick and Morty conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That's something weird about dating, you guys. I don't know how many of you are into that at the moment, but let me tell you, um, yes, I like Rick and Morty, but if I find somebody on a dating site that says they like Rick and Morty, that's a red flag. Run. I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, what the shit? It's, it's like one of those delicate conversations you have to have later. Like, like instead of figuring <laughs> out whether or not the other person's also gay or something like that, you're trying to figure out whether or not, like, is it okay that I like well, to watch? Do you? Like, are you a, Toxic fan. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Do you like Rick and Morty? Yes. Do you like Rick? Oh no. Okay. Wait. Wait. As a person or as a character? I like him as a character, but not as a person. <laughs> okay. Okay. I really we're admire Rick. Like, oh fuck. Fuck. Run. <laughs> uh, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you like uh, McDonald's Szechuan sauce? Oh God. Ugh. Not worth it. Whereas with Mythic Quest, the episode that we're talking about here. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? It's like, yeah, I, I went to grad school with people like that. Yep. <laughs> Side note, David, is his real name Hornsby? Or is it that is. the character? No, no, it's uh, Brittlesby's a character. Hornsby's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're yeah, shit at names, remember? Yeah. Uh, he originally wasn't supposed to be in it, and then he saw the script with the character named David, uh, and he was like, oh, I see what Rob did. Um, <laughs> uh, I think but- he's the greatest actor on that show, because he plays both, uh, David Hornsby, the, the shy and, and, um, mal- like, socially malaprop, uh, executive producer, um, on this show, and then also, uh, Rickety Cricket on, <laughs> who is a, a continual meth I can't even describe it from It's Always Sunny. Polar opposite. Yeah. Polar opposite. Well, here's the thing. He did go to uh, Carnegie Carnegie Mellon's acting school. Yep. CMU. Woo. Uh, But yeah, Mythic Quest is a really, really great show. Everyone should watch it. They're about to finish their second season. I would say uh, As of this recording. Yeah. I would say that if you're interested in the the dynamic of the cost of art, um, what it costs you as a person, what it costs you in terms of, um, and I don't mean like, you know, I must be drunk in an attic somewhere. Uh, and also my wife left me like, not like that, but like the real stuff, <laughs> you know, um, the, well, yeah, sometimes you have to sell out. Like, that's what that means. Like, what, do you want a job tomorrow? Okay. Part of making art is selling it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not art if you keep it to yourself. Never, ever believe the people online that are like, oh, you're doing for the the love of the art. And it's like, nah, nah, artists gotta eat. I mean, Emily Dickinson put all her shit in a drawer. And you know what, though? Like, good. Good for her. Like, maybe that's what she wanted to do with it. Um, That being said, those of us who want to make a living at this need to get paid. Um, And... The corollary to getting paid is that you have to sell something. Yeah. 
So incidentally, check out our Patreon page. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Guys, 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 we need to update the Patreon page. Oh, God. What do they do? What do they do? Uh, Also, you should watch Mr. Quest just if you like workplace comedies. Yeah, it's a great workplace comedy. Which we're lacking at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Uh, right? I don't think there's a good one. Oh, there's Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. Which is a sports oh, work. Oh, it's so fucking good. I hate that it's good. It, yeah, so do I. I hate that it's good. I hate that he has a southern accent, and I didn't realize that he did, and it, then I still watched it, and it was great. I fucking hate it. Oh, Ugh. I hate when the hype is right. Um, <laughs> It's so right. It's so distressingly right. God damn it. What was I going to say next? It was going to be really clever. You're really clever? I am really clever. You are really clever. Oh, uh... Slightly off topic. Shout out to the intern character, whose part was literally written for that actress. Yeah, she showed up, um, and they're like, "She's amazing. We have to. Ha- we okay. We're just gonna have to do something." Because um, she kept auditioning for all these parts, and she wasn't quite right for any of them. But they knew they needed that actress. Huh. And what's great is that she um, does a lot of work on her backstory, like the character's backstory. Um, and then, uh, and she's apparently learned a very important lesson about then, you know, sometimes it's great to have a backstory to figure out your character and how you approach it, but you don't need to tell the writers it. You don't. <laughs> uh, because apparently sometimes it can freak them out. Right, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the first things uh, she did to Rob McElhenney was sass him in the audition room. <laughs> no, Really? Uh, they were doing a chemistry read, uh, and they were waiting forever, and she was, like, cranky that day. And when they finally got in, she was with, uh, uh, oh gosh, the actress who plays Poppy and, um, uh, Ashley Birch, who plays Rachel. Uh, okay. they were the doing a chemistry read. And, the, and the, the, so one of the testers and, and the, and program. the programmer. Yeah. Uh, and they were doing a chemistry read, and I think she knew she wasn't going to get it. Oh. But they were going through and shaking the hands of everyone in the room. Uh, and she was just like, is this why we've been waiting so long? You have to shake the hands of everyone who comes in. Oh, my God. <laughs> and apparently Rob's eyes just started sparkling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, uh, uh, we, we've we been <laughs> going at this a while. I think, uh, do we have any final thoughts? Watch Mythic Quest so you can talk to me about it. Oh, yeah. This fandom is baby as shit. Uh, it is ripe for, uh, particularly old hands in, in fandom to, to come in and, uh, I mean, they had a sex dream episode and there's not one single sex dream fanfic. There's a canonical sex dream show. It got brought up again. Yeah. It's been brought up multiple times and there's, the, the fandom is so baby and I'm glad that people have found fandom because of it, but we need, we need more quality and that's why I want people to watch it. No, for my entertainment. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say that I was amused when you first found it. And Brennan and I just started telling you random um, um, things that go on in the game industry. And mm-hmm. like, and you guys like, oh, just put down that <laughs> that as a fanfic idea. Oh, yeah. Hey, how long's the list now? Oh, I think it's on its fifth page. We've really slowed down because I had to do a thing called writing my actual book. Well, I did add a new idea the other day. Nice. Yeah, the the writing my own actual paying work is really slowing down my fanfiction production. Shame. Coming out. Thank yeah. you. These are the prices that you have to pay for or, or producing art. <laughs> this is the price of art, you guys. <laughs> oh, my, my most recent idea was uh, Rachel's first uh, Worldcon. 
Oh my god, adorable. Oh my god, because she's going to be an author. Okay, yeah, I'm feeling it. Uh, also, boys, I want you to know that Kat mixed up uh, GGL and GDC. I still don't wow. know what those mean. I don't know what those mean. <laughs> still don't know what those mean. I've sent you videos. I, I just want you to, to know. I mean, we already had MMORPGs messed up earlier. <laughs> and apparently it actually is a video game. What's yes. great about the video game thing is they do call it that. I, you know, I, listen. <laughs> That's all I've got. <laughs> so the important thing to learn from that is that you don't actually have to know or even like video games to like the show. I don't like video games, but it's a great show. And if you do like <laughs> video games, you'll get probably get more of the jokes. Yeah. And if you know game dev, you'll know even more of the jokes. Yeah. So if you, you don't know game dev, but you think you do, you'll probably you not get that's a joke, but I think that they did it wrong. Yeah, yeah. You'll get angry and be like, that's not how it's done. Oh my god, somebody actually did that. Like, that's not like, actually how that's done. Um, I think actually I saw one of those and I asked Brendan about it. I'm like, Brent, hey, wait, this guy says it's this. And you're like, nah. Nah, we, we've done it like that. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Oh, uh, another final thought. Mythic Quest has a great quarantine episode. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually uplifting, and you want to watch it more than once, which is so unusual for a quarantine thing. Uh-huh. But yeah, any other final thoughts? I'm good. Because this mini-sode is rapidly becoming unmini. <laughs> what? Well, I don't think we have anything else left to cover. Go watch it. Yeah. Then come then talk, talk to me about it. Not just her. Me too. And, uh... Not just me. <laughs> yeah, and other segues into the outro. Oh, fuck, yeah. That's me. Yeah. Fuck. Also, shout out to Alex for coming to this mini-sode anyway, even though he didn't watch it. <laughs> and we could have skipped. We, none of us would have judged you. <laughs> I would have. I wouldn't have, and that's why I'm your favorite. You can't know that. Don't don't <laughs> correct me, Alex. And on that note, as always, if you have a story to submit, head on over to nostoryissacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostoryissacred or send an email through contact at nostoryissacred.com. Your hosts have been Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, Alex McDonald, and Catherine Creighton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoryissacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page, theoretically, to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostoryissacred, and we will definitely update it. Until next time, we're No Story is Sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Kat. I'm Brendan. I'm Pippin. And I'm Alex. And we're No No Story Story Sacred. Sacred. Sacred.